0: Shalom. We will remember where we were when you heard the news today on Roe vs Wade for the rest of our lives. It's one of those historic, defining moments that we'll never forget. It's a sad, sad day. Depressing day. Even a surreal day that will take us time to fully absorb Even though we have known for weeks that this decision is coming and, in truth, we should have known for years. Every now and again, some historical earthquake, some major event, shocks us to our core, awakening us to the true nature of human existence. We are constantly in motion. Nothing is solid. Everything is in flux. We are moving all the time, and the political pendulum swings to and fro. We can take nothing for granted. The constitutional right to an abortion that those of my generation and younger generations have taken for granted practically our entire lives, this right that we assumed was unassailable and permanent, has crumbled before our eyes as if we needed even more gasoline poured on the flames of our already deeply divided and polarized country. Jewish law and tradition is complicated. But what we know for sure in Judaism is that our tradition never considered life to begin at conception. A fetus, let alone a zygote, is not a human being. Our tradition always looked at the growing potential of the life of a fetus as subservient to the life, to the health, and the well-being of the mother. If the mother is at risk, her life takes precedence over the child's life until half of the child has emerged from its mother's womb. Again, Jewish law is much more complicated than the way I stated it, but fundamentally, this is the Jewish approach. But tonight, I don't really want to speak about the philosophy and morality of abortion itself. I simply want to say that while we are a large and diverse congregation, and I respect and honor that there are many people who disagree with me on anything I say in this congregation. I want to share with you that I, like most of you, like most Americans, am devastated by the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade. And it is to those who feel like me that I would like to address my remarks tonight And what I would like to emphasize is simply this. Do not take anything for granted. Everything we receive from Jewish tradition pleads with us, get more involved, be more active. Ask yourselves, would today have happened had I taken the constitutional right to an abortion more seriously? And less, for granted. What if I had been more active, more persistent, more generous in supporting groups who work to uphold these rights? What if I had voted more frequently to all you youngsters who are online? And voted for those who more rigorously reflect my values? Jewish sages teach that we are not obligated to finish the work, but neither are we free To desist, trying is what Judaism expects. What if I had tried harder? To those of you who are demoralized today, barely believing that this day could have arrived, know that the confusion will dissipate. The clouds of heaviness will lift. Give yourself some time, but not too much time. There is so much work to do. Get back on your feet. Get straight back into the arena. Perhaps scarred and roughed up, but ready to resume the fight to do what is right for the sake of right. Our synagogue has played a leadership role in social justice causes for over a century. And we will continue to do so in the months and years to come. We will be active in the struggle to preserve a woman's right to choose in this state and we will fight to restore what has been lost today across the country. We do so not in a partisan way. While you as individuals are entitled to partisan participation, we as a synagogue are not. We do not support political parties and we do not endorse political candidates. Our concern is the morality of policies. Policies determine communal standards and behavior. And since free societies navigate policies politically, we are obligated to be part of the political process, not as partisans, but as messengers of Jewish truth, as we understand and see the truth. Friends, to live in a democracy is to be defeated often. The pendulum swings from loss to victory to loss again. Social gains are rarely easy and never permanent. Progress like gay rights, minority rights, the rights of women to make decisions for themselves on matters affecting their own bodies. These advances must be fought for indefinitely There is no relaxing, only perpetual vigilance. We know that now for sure. We see it before our very eyes. 50 years gone with a decision. It takes decades, often centuries, for bedrock principles to settle into the soil of the American landscape. There is nothing automatic about liberty, freedom, and constitutional protection. We see that every day in the January 6th committee. Martin Luther King clarified that human progress never rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. Every step towards the goal of justice requires sacrifice, suffering, and struggle took a near century from the Proclamation of Emancipation to the Emancipation Proclamation. And it took another full century from the Emancipation Proclamation to the enshrinement of the Voting Rights Act. Political gains must be consolidated politically. The struggle never ends. Our tradition insists that we get back into the arena. Judaism is a religion of potency and protest, demanding of us, what have you done today to advance human dignity, to alleviate humiliation, to ensure fairness, to diminish, if only a little, the human tendency towards arrogance and absolutism. We are obligated in Judaism, we do not have a choice to speak out and act upon the moral challenges of our times. We are summoned to fairness and human dignity. This is our calling. This is the Jewish calling. Everything we receive from Jewish tradition pleads with us. Do not turn your back on the political process. Get more involved. Be more active. It is the antidote to emotional distress and political loss. And finally, I just want to acknowledge how difficult, painful, and challenging these years have been on both a communal level as well as a personal one. Our country and each of us as individuals has endured enormous pressures, I urge you, do not begrudge these years. They can make you better. Nothing inspires us more than the fight for principle. Moral sentiment and grim resolve lift the heart and feed the pure running waters Of the wellsprings of life itself. These years may concentrate our minds and force us to think through what we really believe. What are the bedrock principles that guide our actions? These years may deepen our understanding never to take anything for granted. Everything can change in human affairs. We get better through struggle. We do not seek, nor do we expect, a challenge-free world. We do not seek to empty challenge from, uh, from our lives, but to challenge the emptiness of life. Not to escape struggle, but to struggle with escapism. We should want our fight to count. To mean something amidst the challenges of the years ahead, lay opportunities for sacrifice and service and ennobling struggle. There's a fascinating debate in the Talmud on the nature of leadership. It's one, two sentences. According to one view, as the leader, so the generation. According to the other view, as the generation, so the leader. In other words, one opinion proposes that the character of a generation is determined by its leadership from the top down. This view asserts that leaders have a critical impact on the character of a society. Our civilization will be good or bad, moral or immoral. Our policies will be decent or indecent as a result of the character of those who lead us. The other opinion proposes the opposite. It is the character of the generation that produces its leadership from the bottom up. In other words, you get what you deserve. Good leaders are reflections of a good society and bad leaders are the products of society gone wrong. Who are we? What is the evidence of our generation? The, the Talmud characteristically never resolved the issue. It merely stated the two conflicting opinions. As the leader, so the generation. As the generation, so the leader. We have no resolution. Perhaps this is the wisest course of all. Maybe both statements are true. They are not contradictory at all, but complementary. Two sides of the same coin. Or perhaps the debate is unresolved because there is no definitive Answer. It all depends on the character of the leader and the character of the generation. Or maybe the real message of the Talmud is that it is in our power to determine the outcome. We all share in the responsibility. We all share in the burdens of the solutions.